So we're holding by Malachim Aleph, we're at Perik Zayim, we're going to go back to Pasuk Beis. This year we started as a Schosu Lunishmas, Yechaskal Shraga Ben Avram Yehuda, it should also be a Schosu Lunishmas, Rabbi Chiel Mechel Ben Asher, Moshe Ben Daniel, and Chaim Eloza Ben Shemshanaya, as well as a Schos for Fur Shlema, for Yosem Nachmechav, and Chaim Moshe Shua Ben Malka. So we're in the middle of discussing the construction of the Beis Yara Levonite. I will tell you that the details do get a little technical, and especially there's a Machlaikis between Rashi and the other Mefarshim. I will do my best to explain it, but I wouldn't get too stressed out if you don't get every last detail. Try to look at the pictures for reference. Pazag Beis, Vayivan Espes Yara Levon, and Shlema builds the house of the forest of Lebanon. Mea Ama Arka, it's 100 Amas long, Vachamishim Ama Rachba, and 50 Amas wide. So it's a big rectangular shape, 100 by 50. Ushleishim Ama Kaimase, and it was 30 Amas high. Now, Alarbar Ture Amude Arazim, on top of the four rows of pillars that were made out of cedar wood, there were boards uh, also made out of cedar, beams made out of cedar that were spread over the pillars. So if you look in the first picture, you'll see the four rows that make up the uh, base of the structure. And then in the second picture, you can see the beams of cedar that are laid out over the pillars. So you actually can't see the pillars when they're laid down. And as I said last time, Rashi learns that the area where the pillars are were stilts that held up the structure. The structures on top, the, the living structure is actually on top of these beams. And this area is like the, uh, the underbelly of the structure, um, which, well, as I said, is similar to the bunkhouses and bungalows that we're used to seeing. Um, however, the other Mepharshim learn, many of the other Mepharshim learn, that actually the base was also part of the structure and that these beams... People would walk in between these beams. That was part of the uh, part of the elegance, part of the decor of this structure was that there were these beams laid out that people would walk through. And that, in fact, is what gave it its name, Beis Yara Levonoin, because as you could see from the first picture, the number of pillars that are laid out and they're all made out of cedar wood gives the, and, and when you roof it, it gives a very densely, a uh, dense area, almost a feeling like you're in a forest, and that is part of what gave the house its name. So that's the basic machloikis between the the uh, two sets of mefarshim. The first picture shows the beams running the length. So there's four rows running the length. The Ralbag learns that they were perpendicular to this so that they ran the width. There were four rows further spaced out, obviously, because they had to divide up uh, the length of 100, and that they ran, um, they ran the width of the structure instead of the length. So as I said, Rashi learns that the house was built on stilts. The second floor was really the base, the ground level of the structure. The Radak learns that the ground level itself in between the pillars was used as part of the house. Uh, the reason why I'm mentioning it again is because I just wanted to point out the, the Abarbanel quotes from Josephus that the building did indeed have two levels. The lower level was used for storing the royal treasures and similar things in the upper level. The second story was used for the living quarters. So let's see Paso Gimel. Vesafon Ba'erez, it was roofed with cedar mimal al hatzlois over, uh, overhead upon the boards, asher al amudim that were on top of the pillars, arboyim v'chamisha, there were 45 boards, chamisha asarat Torah, there were 15 per row. So according to the Radak, who learns that the ground level was the base level of the house, was used for living, this is referring back to the same pillars and the same boards that we mentioned in the previous Pasuk. That they were, the Pasuk here is telling you that the roof, 
the planks of the roof were placed directly on the beams that we mentioned in the previous Pasuk. However, according to Rashi, this is a second level of the house, the second level, the, 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 the living level, but this is the elevated level, and it's telling you that the elevated level also had beams, and on top of those beams, there was another, I'm sorry, they had pillars, and on top of the pillars was another set of beams that made up the roof. And if you look in the third picture and the fourth picture, you could see clearly there's the base level, which has the initial foundation of uh, pillars that we discussed in Pasuk Bays. And then on top of it, you have a second level where you see the windows and the door frames. That is the pillars that we're talking about that were roofed with the, um, the cedar that we're talking about in this Pasuk with the, um, the Safon Ba'erez, the, the cedar planks that were put on top of the roof of the second story. That is what is being referred to in this Pasuk. Let's see Pasuk. Dalit Ushkufim Turim there were also three rows of windows. They were opening, opposite opening three times. So the windows, all uh, the windows that were cut on one side of the house were, had windows directly opposite them on the other side of the house. And the reason for these openings and the reason why the windows were aligned perfectly was to allow as much ventilation and circulation of ear as possible. And that's why Rashi learns that the bottom level was empty also to allow ventilation to come in underneath the house as well. And that's why there was an empty level and the house was built on stilts. Again, all of this was to achieve maximum coolness by allowing as much ventilation and circulation of ear as possible. So, Pasuk, hey, Revuyim Shakef, all of the doorways and doorposts had four-sided frames. Umul Mechzel Pamim, again, they were also aligned. So aside from the doorways being aligned, the door frames and the doorways were also aligned again, all of this to achieve maximum cross-ventilation of ear. Now, just to go back for one minute, Pasa Gimel said that the roof was Safon Ba'erez, was a cedar roof. There were cedar boards that created the roof. And then Pasuk Dalit said, Ushkufim Turim, that there were three rows of windows. That is according to the Abar Benel. However, Rashi, following the Targum, learns Ushkufim is from a Lushan of Mashkov. Mashkov is a doorpost. Rashi says that the Safon Ba'erez, the cedar roof, did not cover 100% of the structure. It covered about 80 to 85% of the structure. The remaining portion had what Rashi calls Marishan. These are like Small. If you look in the fourth in the fi- uh, the fourth picture, you'll see what looks like bamboo poles, almost like that we use for schach. We're covering the last uh, ten to fifteen percent of the structure. That is the Mauritian. These s- tiny planks, and then on top of them were small boards, Nasarim Kitanim. That's the fifth picture. You could see there's two roofs. Most of the roof is the Safon Ba'erez, the cedar. And then you have these Nasarim Kitanim covering the last 10 to 15%. So Rashi learns that those bamboo poles in the fourth picture created sort of a mashkoif, sort of a doorpost that then was covered over with the Nasarim Kitanim. Why was the why were there two roofs? Why was there a smaller uh, uh, portion that had a different type of roof? So apparently it seems like it was for decorative, decorative purposes.